$1,000. And it feels like a dream number for many women, one that is out of reach, or one that comes with too much responsibility, or even more constraints on our precious time. Allie Brown believes it's a number that every woman should aim to earn in her business. The self-made millionaire started her company on the kitchen table in her tiny New York apartment and is now one of the most recognized entrepreneur coaches in the world. Among her many accolades, she's been named one of Forbes' Women to Watch and was a delegate for the United Nations Foundation Global Accelerator. She is also host of the acclaimed podcast, Glambition Radio. Allie believes that when women earn more, their capacity is greater, not only for joy and magic, but for this. I'm Allie Brown, and this is a lesson on power. What is your earliest memory of being creative? Oh, you just go there, don't you? you just, <laughs> there's no warm up. There's no like, how are you today? Like, like, <laughs> tell us how you got started. Okay. Mostly with art, with art and writing when I was very young. I remember even when I was three or four, things I did with art. I always loved it. You know, in following you on Instagram, I learned, oh, you sing. I knew you wrote, but you sing. You're right. Now you're saying you draw. It's mm-hmm. it, it's always interesting to me how women, that creativity is the beginning of their expression, but we forget about it. Yeah. And I was a very quiet child and, and a bit shy, my mom tells me. So that must have been my, my outlet. Hmm. I love it. So now you work with women. You work with women on, would you say building wealth or how do you define it, what it is you do? I work with women leaders who have reached a specific level of of business acumen. And while the focus is on the business, what most of the work and discussion and development and excitement is around their leadership capabilities and what what is birthed in the process. It's a long way of explaining it. And I'm still trying to figure out how but that's the best way that's the best way to relay it because you know what comes with the money is also a lot of first time decisions realizing who you are what you're becoming and i kind of saw this you know as i was getting into business but i i remember hearing a quote i went to hear jim rohn and those of you listening may not know who this was he was he was tony robbins original mentor Tony took his stuff and then like added great music and flew in from the ceiling and, you know, made it for the next generation, (laughs) you know, like big, made it big. But Jim's this like, you know, humble old guy. And I started following him like in my early thirties and heard him say a quote on stage. He was out there leaning on the lectern. He's, he's gone now, but I'm glad I got to see him. He's leaning on it going, you don't become a millionaire for the million dollars. You become a millionaire for the person you become in the process. And that fascinated me because I thought about what I'd been through and realizing, wow, the understanding my power, understanding, you know, my value, understanding who I could now help in this new position that I had reached, understanding who my friends are, who they weren't. It comes with so much more than face value. And I think in today's times, it's actually going to be more important than ever for women to have for for multiple reasons, which we'll we'll talk about, I'm sure. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't about diamonds and caviar anymore. This is about healthcare. This is about options for your family. This is about freedom. You know, the time we're recording this is a very uneasy time for a lot of people with changes mm-hmm. in the world. There are a lot of people feeling very powerless right now, but there are some who know they're going to be okay. And mm-hmm. what they've created and who they've become is a big part of that. Yeah. And I, I don't think by the response of some of the people that we're seeing that that okayness is necessarily related to the amount of money in their bank. Because I see the people who presumably you would think have a lot of money in their bank a lot more panicked than the ones who don't. That's a whole other conversation. Geez, there's just so many places we could go with this. And so, I mean, <laughs> it's a complete faith walk for, for me and money and the women I work with. There are times you're going to feel secure and there are times you're going to feel not secure. And I don't care how much money you have. You see people freaking out because all their stocks have crashed or you see people on a very basic level because they lost their job. And then you see all levels being okay. And for me, it's there's always been a big energy behind it that really carries a lot more than the practical. And it's been something for me that's more of a magical mystery tour than anything I can relay like that I did step by step. So it you you really tapped into something there that this really is knowing that you're going to be okay. And if you allow the space to get the ideas you need right now, to receive the support you have right now, to just be open to new things and new ways, mm-hmm. that's when stuff starts happening. If you're resisting change, if you're resisting things, especially at this time, that is when you're going to hit a wall, no matter what level you're at, whether you're rich or poor or here or there. Mm-hmm. But this whole reset for humanity, if you will, you know, on that energetic level is going to really get people to just center again and be open to change. I think there's so many things in there because that magical mystery tour is the realm of the spiritual. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Money is energy. And there's there's so many levels of this discussion, but money is energy essentially. And back to that first question about who you become, I guess maybe the obstacles that women face in the becoming. Hmm. I'm trying to think where to start. There's, there's several, I think the first level, I'm trying to think of what I went through maybe as an example, like the first Mm -hmm. was knowing, you know, what, what I could charge and what I was worth. I think that's part of, you know, journey number one beyond that though, you know, as you're growing your business and we're growing your career, if you're in a career as well, it's then really getting clear on setting intentions around that money and deciding how that influences decisions that you may make. What's interesting is now, you know, I, I think at the more beginning levels that a lot of women are at, because I'm trying to flash back to when I work with more of the women who are getting started, because I've, I've worked with just hundreds and hundreds of them over the years. Mm-hmm. It was such an exciting time when I got started. And, and the, uh, for some of you listening, you're going to laugh, but like, you know, Kim and I were around where there was no internet. We were alive (laughs) and someone handed us this AOL CD and I was so excited that that internet was what connected me with everyone and I could create and write and share. And when I tapped into that joy, when I tapped into that energy, along with the practical of learning how to price myself right and not undervalue my services, that's kind of the boring stuff to me. It's more of this energy and joy. As long as I followed that path, the money started to flow. 
it was really exciting. So if you're at a point right now that you're not sure which direction to go, I think take some time and, and, and pull in, but then think about like, where can I connect that value with the joy? Because that's the magic formula. And anytime I've gone astray, anytime that I've like lost my uh, joy for things, I've become discouraged, I've become just bored. It's because I, I let go of that connection with the money and the joy. It just rolled everything out. So no matter where you are, that's a great thing to keep in mind. It gets more complex. The old saying, more money, more problems, like it's, it's <laughs> a new level, new devil. It's really interesting because I think a lot of us getting started, we think when I have X dollars, all my problems will be solved. And then that number goes up again. And then that number goes up again. You realize then how you feel is more important than what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to ring true for a lot of people right now, that if you wake up, you know, in the morning right now, you know, my affirmation in the morning is, you know, we are safe, we are happy, we are healthy, and we have everything we need. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of women need to wake up and feel right now while you're homeschooling the kids and dealing with all this, <laughs> trying to grow a business. It's nuts. But like centering back in that place and knowing that, the universe provides, God provides, that flow is there, whatever you'd like to call it, this like universal electricity, or is it a spirit or I don't know, but just tapping into that really is the secret at every level. And I think we lose a bit of that along the way. And I have to say the women that come at my door today, I work with mostly women who are making either seven or eight figure revenues. I mean, from the ones who've broken a million all the way up to 50 million plus. And there's always they don't come for this. And I don't say overtly, I'm going to do it, but there's always a recalibration of the magic. Where is the magic? How are you bringing that magic back in? Can we bring magic as part of your business plan? Can we bring that receiving as part of the business plan that it may not be as hard as you're making it now? Mm -hmm. Is there a way to do that? And man, that just shifts everything when we try to flip it. Because they they get into a point, sometimes they're growing very step-by-step and linearly, which we'd have to do. We have to be strategic. We're managing teams, people, larger companies, many of these women. But getting back to that magic and that connection you have will always serve you. Do you think there's such a thing as feminine leadership? I think you can call it different things, but absolutely. We lead more by feeling. And it's very interesting that all these qualities, by the way, are becoming extremely recognized and felt and and viewed as credible in the corporate world, but they won't use the word feminine. You know, it's EQ and Mm -hmm. this and that and like leading with your gut, you know, (laughs) and so it, you know, it's, it's all there. It's all being recognized Our soft skills you know, I don't like that phrase, but some people are calling it that and how, you know, it's, it's going to be more important than ever actually, and going to aid you more than ever, even something simple. Let's look at communication with women, right? Which we're naturally good at. AI can't replace that. I have a a friend of mine in town, another mom, and we get together sometimes and she's with one of those big consulting companies, the big five. Her job is basically to go out and look for places where people can be replaced by AI. We're talking about our children and what they're learning. Our kids were at a Montessori. That's how they met. And we were talking about how much we love the skills they're learning there, which are like saying hello to people, you know, learning how to talk to people, asking questions, questioning things, you know? Yeah. 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 Being human basically. So all those, it's a great point. So all those skills, those are not replaceable, you know, math, science, all this stuff to a point can, some can't, but 
when you think about what women have been naturally good at and the thing we've brought to the world of business, that's a big, big part of it. And so that's external, but then you look internal, there's a tapping back in, there's a knowing, there's a feeling, and that brings such a gift to the business world. I know that million dollar mark is elusive and there's so many people who ask me like, why aren't more women reaching it? And like, do we blame the system? Is this an inequality issue? Are there not as many opportunities? I hate these conversations where they're always pointing out the, what we're not doing well and the inequalities and all this stuff. And yes, there's things that need to be adjusted, especially in corporate, my God, you know, what women are dealing with, but here we are for starting a business and you're in this amazing place of possibility. It's a ceiling that you've got to crack on your own. And if you can't do it on your own, get a coach, get someone to work with you. But honestly, it could be as simple as you getting out your pen and working some new numbers and being like, oh my gosh, I could do this. They usually, they assume they can't because they see so few women doing it. And I'm telling you, it is not that much harder to make a million than it is a few hundred thousand if you're at that level. You may have to change some things. You're going to have to learn leverage. You're going to need to get some team. But typically I see if women can break, the few hundred thousand is usually that first place they get kind of comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, maybe this is fine. Or they realize, oh, wow, no, in today's world, I need to put money away. I need to be smarter, especially for these types of things happening now. You're, you should aim for a million in revenues, I think, right now for, for all the women. I mean, at mm -hmm. least. So, so aim for that. Have fun, plan, dream. Look at how could I? How could I do that? Not like I can't do that, but how could I? We forget to dream. We forget to try on. We forget to play. And your business can be a part of that. The numbers can be a part of that. The drive, I think, among men was you make a lot of money, you take care of your family, and that's it. And I think we see a lot of that in terms of the way corporate greed and the way those structures have been set. But I feel like women have to do it better and we have to be able to help the planet. Women tend to, if I'm going to be stereotypical, but a lot of us do tend to nurture others too. And so it's not just about the care of our families. Yeah, and we're I, holistic. That, we see things holistically, right? Yeah. I, we had a discussion when we were together about, you know, how you even found this calling because so many of the women you work with are first generation wealthy women. Mm -hmm. They're creating wealth for their families for the first time. And you said, I could go off to Africa and do that work for the world, but I realized that's not my calling. Right. It's kind of cliche, but here I was, you know, having this wildly successful business and I was helping a lot of people. I was helping a lot of women, but I still felt like, is this the thing? And, and actually starting to almost question like, you know, is it okay that my purpose is helping women make money? And a few of my friends in my circles, like, you know, they go to Africa and, hold babies and build villages. And I'm just like, should, am I supposed to be doing that? Like, is this weird? It was just kind of a comical, this conversation I kept having with myself saying, should I be selling everything and living in a hut and all good things to think about. But I thought, you know what? I think I'm here to lead the leaders. Once I got so clear on who I was and what I stood for and that this is my purpose, this is my mission. I had to trust that the women who needed me would find me because these women, these levels are not easy to find also. And, and I had to trust, you know, how I was being called to start speaking, writing. This is new for our generation to have this kind of money, to have this kind of power, to help them decide how to use it. And these women are actually an underserved market. And then I was like, yeah, this is my calling. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm helping the world. We each need to find our place. And I think as women, like, you know, we judge always, is this enough? Am I doing enough? I know for me, it was like, am I letting down the universe? Am I letting down God? 
by choosing this as my, my purpose, my thing, man, that's when it got really clear. So I had to figure out like, what is it that I stand for? What would I burn at the stake for? And that really is seeing women just play so small play just plays so small and not realize like the power they have and how much they could turn up the dial. What would you say to those women who are holding themselves back, feeling like they don't want to take on that masculine way of being and that Mm. earning more money just for the sake of it? Oh yeah, no. Money just amplifies who you are. Money amplifies who you are. We need more women with money. And like it or not, money is power. And even right now in the middle of all this, if you even just try to have a conversation about the economy. People think you don't care about people. They, they associate the money with the evil and the corporations. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to like, let's, you know, I'm curious, like what is going to happen? You know, what mm-hmm. is going to happen to all these women business owners and, and what's going on? And I'm not saying this all doesn't matter, but can we have a conversation about this? A lot of women just think, you know, we see money being used as power in a bad way. We've never seen it used in the way that we could be using it in. And it's an interesting conversation because one of my past clients was saying too, that I think because this is new for us, and just like I think any woman or man who has achieved something that their people haven't achieved before, their culture hasn't achieved before, that there's pressure on them to be everything to everybody. And I think this reset we're going through right now in early 2020, it's an interesting time, but I'm telling you, there's there's something really good that's going to come out of this. There's something really good and it may be a mess in the middle. I think that we're going to tap so much more back into who we are and using these skills that we're naturally good at as women. I want to find out what the trust is for those who don't know. You know, I had my twins in 2013. That's when I really started thinking about kind of dismantling what I'd created, which was a hard decision. I had programs with hundreds of members in them. I had a team of like 20 people we had events where we'd bring in acrobats. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it's just like, it was on. And I had these beautiful babies and finally met this amazing partner. Kind of was taking this all in. And any of you who have children, you know, that changes you, you know, no matter where they come from, they, yeah. they change you. And it's a great time to kind of reset and go, well, what do I really want? This has all been great, but what do I really want? And that's when I first made the, the turn, the sharp right turn to work with these women who are seven, eight figures. Then when I'm working with them all and they're all reaching these levels, they said, well, where do I go to network now? You know, this is great, but I, you know, I want some bigger rooms and connections. I said, like, well, here's a few organizations that are out there. They went, they came back. Most of them are like, yeah, they're nice people, but not a good fit. Is there anything else? <laughs> so it's this idea that kept coming back. And I don't know if you've had an idea that just keeps circling back to you and you're like, you're almost irritated. You're like, can someone else go do this? Cause I don't have time or I'm tired and I'm dealing with premenopausal shit and you know, like <laughs> this stuff. And so, yeah. and finally I'm like, oh my gosh, I think this is my thing. And what's amazing is once I got so clear on that, you know, for example, just my new organization, the trust, I have probably one of the most diverse groups I've ever had. And the trust is premier new network for women who are doing a million dollar plus the women come for each other. I still do private coaching on, you know, more on the side now, but the trust is really where my energy's at. And what this is, is we're getting these women together a few times a year. Lately with everything going on, we're on Zoom calls weekly because some of them are having a really hard time, especially if they have physical locations. I have one woman with a chain of um, physical locations that she's like, you know, we're all on there with her, like showing her how to do it virtually because we've been doing this stuff for years they're all helping each other. It's, it's amazing to see. 
bringing in advisors also that are at levels they would not have access to. So in Miami, for example, which thank God that was booked the first week of March, oh we just yeah. squeaked in like uh, someone was looking out for me. We brought in Ellen Latham, who actually was the founder of Orange Theory. She was in her late 40s when she met these guys who were good with the franchises and they turned this thing on and it's it's been amazing. And man, we want some of her energy. She was fantastic. We're going to be bringing in different thought leaders at the, the next meetings and webinars. And it's just a new way of thinking and, and connecting these women in a modern way. And they're loving it. So if I was going to ask you to complete the sentence, my wish for every other woman is to know your worth and what you can provide to the world. You have all of the answers when you ask the right questions. Be visible. Speak your truth. Every other woman needs you to lead. Voice Lessons is produced, written, and spoken by me, Kim Cutable. It's also produced and edited by Sergio Miranda and associate produced by Jessica Manalga. Our music was created by singer-songwriter Claire Hamill. You can find out when we post new episodes when you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And if you liked what you've heard, we would love it if you leave us a review. You can join our community at Facebook forward slash Voice Lessons Podcast to speak with me live after every episode is posted. And if you have a question or comment or want to suggest a guest, you can do it there. Or if you're on Instagram, tag us at Voice Lessons Podcast and use the hashtag LessonUp. For other inspiration, updates, and show notes, subscribe at VoiceLessonsPodcast.com.